Welcome back to Don't Feed the Trolls, everybody. This is Matt McDonald speaking, and we have a special episode for you today. We are playing a live podcast. I believe it's our first live podcast that we recorded down in Nashville for the Bad Christian Conference. Uh, Nate and I were invited on stage in front of 200 beautiful people to have a conversation with uh, one of your favorite guests, as we've learned, Dan Koch. He's been on the podcast a few times uh, in this conversation. We talk about a number of different things like social media addiction, uh, the Mike Pence rule, uh, self-restriction, the relationship between anxiety and social media and cell phone, smartphone use. Um, Also, Andrew Sullivan's piece on uh, called his my distraction sickness and yours uh first i'd like to welcome a few patrons who we haven't got to in the last few episodes uh special thanks to kieran brian shively or shively uh mel smith abel wilson dylan mason and Stephen neely thank you guys for supporting the show we couldn't do it without you if you'd like to support our podcast go to patreon.com slash don't feed the trolls where you get a bunch of exclusive bonus episodes. I think there's like 30 posted up there. But for now, enjoy this exclusive live edition of Don't Feed the Trolls. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture. Through the lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics out of the minefield of the comments sections. And into the sphere of reasonable dialogue. Thank you for listening. Well, yeah. welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, our first live podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the exact opposite of podcasting. It is. It's a live show. It's completely opposite than what we're used to. But we're here in Nashville at the Bad Christian Conference. Uh, everybody, oh, yeah. say hello to everybody. Hello. All right, cool. Woo. We, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're just excited to be here. This uh, this conference is very authentic. I got I got one critique about. What? The authenticity. What? Uh, yesterday, when I was praising the Lord <laughs> during Toby Morell's song, Forever Rain, <laughs> I was having a moment, and then the Lord told me, Nate, you're just worshiping to the Jurassic Park theme song. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys know that? Toby! Christian music is derivative. What's it like, what's it like to steal from, from the, the Jurassic Park? <laughs> He's busy over there. Um, all right. Well, we have a guest today. We're going to continue talking about... Well, I got something the... else to say first. Okay, go ahead. All right, all right. I am a bad Christian, guys, because I'm the only musician on this stage this weekend that said no to Tooth & Nail Records. Oh. I said no. We ain't going to sign. My, my bandmate, though, he said no, too. Come on up here, Dan. All right. Give it up for Dan Coke, the ever-present Daniel Jordan Coke. But uh, we're going to talk about social media, giving up social media... Yeah, right? we're going to continue talking about how the internet's ruining our lives and how yeah. conferences like this keep can it going. save us. Uh, but yeah, Dan and I actually know a little bit. Speaking of tooth and nail, I was going to—I had a little transition there. We said no to tooth and nail, but our band signed to MySpace Records. Yeah. So Tom Anderson was Word our there. real friend for yep. many years. You guys know MySpace? Remember MySpace? You know what I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm talking Nobody about? Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, MySpace had a record label, and uh, our band... You had his cell phone number for a while. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I would text Tom. Shall we awkwardly sit down now? I guess, We're yeah. all standing on the stage like fools. Woo! Right, Dan, welcome. Are you guys sick of me yet? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Either you. love or hate him. 
Dan was the one facilitating that debate on the bus last night I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just went on for hours. If so. by facilitate you mean I just kept talking. You just kept, yeah. Yes. Very coercive language, too. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to talk about social media. Dan recently has, um, well, we've gone back and forth, even on Don't Be the Trolls. Dan's been on a bunch of times. And honestly, uh, the reason I thought it would be easy, because he's here, to have him on is because uh, we do, like, we have a patron uh, group uh, on, on Facebook. It's... Um, Way bigger than the BC Club. There's like 38 people in it. Um, but we, uh, yeah, Chad, he's one of them. Uh, he's posted once or twice. But uh, we do a, an interview, an, an entrance interview uh, for the people who um, request access, our patrons. And we ask, who is your favorite guest? And uh, probably 30% of them said Dan Koch. So we're oh, like, wow. oh, here we go. All Yesterday right. you told me 15%, yeah, so let's not... I'm exaggerating for the sake of uh, the audience. <laughs> All right, so we're happy to have Dan here. Dan recently, can you believe it, quit social media. He quit Facebook and he quit yeah. Twitter. If it was a passion of yours for some time to try to convince... He's also the only guy I know that willingly gave up his Twitter verification on purpose. What a humble martyr. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that that's what was happening, but <laughs> I didn't care once it happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just think it's funny. So when, when I say uh, you quit Facebook and Twitter, or when you, you say that, what do you mean? Did you delete the apps? or I didn't delete my accounts because people still get in contact with me through them. So I check Twitter notifications like, I don't know, every couple weeks or something in case somebody reached out. And I still use Facebook Messenger, but I don't go on Facebook. I don't scroll the feed. I don't check my notifications. I just don't use it at all. Uh, and Twitter, I try not to, but sometimes I drink alcohol. So it's a consequence of drinking. <laughs> yes. After a certain number of drinks, I do tend to check Twitter, and then I regret it. Yeah. yeah. But you have, like, that liquid courage. You're like, I could do this. I could handle this. No, it's more. No, I, I really <laughs> think we can get into it. I, I think it's a dopamine. I want the dopamine hit. Yeah. And I, I think my inhibitions are lowered by drinking. So you and think then, there's a healthy you know, way to use social media and an unhealthy way? I'm sure there is. Uh, I'm sure there is for a lot of people. Uh, for me, not really. I've noticed that it's very tied. I have generalized anxiety disorder, and I find that it's very tied to my anxiety. I mean, I, 15 minutes on Twitter, I am a different person at the end of it, and it's, it's abundantly clear to me. How many of you guys have anxiety in the room? Anybody? Now you're all anxious. Uh, Struggle's real. Did, and of all those people, put your hands back up, all those people. Now I'm putting you on the spot. Now, put your hand down if you aren't on social media. I don't know. That was a double a few, negative. A few. That's hard. A few. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, there we just did a study, and it's correlated. Yeah. <laughs> High correlation. Uh, some people have anxiety, and everyone's on social media. That's what we just learned. Yeah. Yeah. Directly correlated. <laughs> really great. Direct correlation. If you have anxiety, you are also a person. Yeah. Yeah. You could be a dog. Dogs have it, too. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you the story of, of what, what led to this decision? Yeah, I want to know because, you you know, for years you've been this voice of moderate reason. And while I've been more of like a troll and I try to, you know, incite people to rage, um, because I think it's... I, I We've had arguments about this. I think there's a role for each personality on the Internet. 
Aaron Lunsford, yes, plays a role, and it, it can be a good role. You know, it's not always negative. But Dan has always criticized my role, and, and I don't always just troll. But uh, you've kind of committed to the the high road of, on social media. Let's look at both issues. Let's let's um, let's think critically about this. Let's listen to voices that disagree with us, and you try to have these uh, conversations. Now, the last time I talked to you, you were like, that seems to be working. That seems to be the way to go. What changed? Why do you think yeah, no I'm, conversation is better? Actually, my podcast, Depolarize, came out of my Facebook habits that I sort of had organically developed of just this sense that what we needed was uh, for people to let down their defenses and their weapons and, and just try and listen. And so I would try to moderate these discussions one at a time on my personal Facebook page. That eventually led to the Depolarized show. I don't think, I don't, I haven't changed my mind about that. I just think that social media is not a particularly great platform for it. I don't think it's immoral or anything or stupid to be on there. But for me, I realized that it was better for me to spend my time actually making a podcast than it was for me to be on Facebook for two hours discussing something that I could discuss with a guest for two hours and like make into something real. But we have a that group... That reel that lasts longer than yeah. the 24-hour news cycle or however long that, that yeah. post would last in people's feeds. What about like just putting social media on like a desktop computer where you can't access it 24 hours a day? Because I know a lot of people... Totally. I've talked to, they made their phones kind of like... They just took all the feeds off of their phones. That's an easy way to continue, yeah. you know, keep yourself from checking it 24 hours a day. But I feel like, you know... this guy. He looked at his phone right when you said that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get my dopamine just real quick. got to check it. Yeah, yeah. Th this was going on in his brain. Uh, huh? But I mean, are, this is kind of boring. Whoa. I mean, have we have we become a society where we have to make these stupid rules for ourselves because we're so we're beyond addicted to this stuff, right? That you have to sort of say, okay, I'm only going to smoke three cigarettes a year because if otherwise, I'll smoke a pack a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to give up completely, but you know, Twitter, I'm only going to look at. I'm only going to post 10 tweets a year. I don't think those are stupid rules. I mean, I just think that people creating rules for themselves are people being reasonable about the fact that they are humans. I mean, you know, people give Mike Pence a lot of crap for the Billy Graham rule. You know, that's in the news. Like, sure. most of the articles came out saying, look, wait, if wait, you're... what's the Billy Graham rule? Oh, the Billy Graham rule, sorry, is uh, Mike Pence does not go to any events without his wife that serve alcohol. Um, and he does not have any meetings with only one woman in the room, or even uh, out in a restaurant. That's his rules he lives by. In the and, public, too? In public, too. Um, and He has no self-control. None. Well, hear me out. Just hear me out. So I don't follow, like, I don't have rules like <laughs> that. I have lunch with my female friends and people that I work with. Um, but it's funny, after all of the Me Too stuff has come out, um, Vox Media Company, which runs the Vox website, and they have a bunch of podcasts. They instituted rules at their company Christmas party, a three-drink maximum, and uh, they end them earlier and force people to go home. And that sure sounds like a because, Billy Graham rule. Because of workplace harassment? Because they don't want to get sued for mm. somebody oh, harassing man. each other at their party. But also, it's not stupid. They will have less incidents because they put in dumb rules that right. if we just had more self-control, we wouldn't need the rules. So I'm a realist about this. I think sinful nature is a good way to put it. Francis Spufford, uh, the British writer, likes to call it human propensity to fuck things up. <laughs> uh, it's his word that. for sin. Um, 
And that's true. And, and so I think setting a rule for yourself is excellent. Um, I think setting a rule for yourself is excellent. Having yes. a group set a rule for you is not excellent. And yeah, me, but and I mean, you, you, you strike sure. me as a person who hates the rules, though, Matt. I do, you hate but rules. I still will set rules for myself. What kind of rules? Occasionally, I'll delete <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, that's not a rule. That's You'll a reaction. Delete. Yeah, that's a reaction. <laughs> that's a reflex. Yeah. Right, let, See, me say, let me say really quickly. You have no rules. You live a no rule Lifestyle. No rules, no fear. The I, Matt McDonald story. I did. I set a rule like in January. I was like, I'm, I'm, my wife and I are going to do yoga with Adrian. So we did the the 30 day yoga with Adrian journey on the, on YouTube. You were the kid with the no rules. That was a shirt. rule. It, do, is, do they say yoga Adrian? <laughs> is that what they say? She's great. Rocky. You guys. Sorry, guys. Um, Y'all should do yoga. So, Daniel, what are you I saying? I got to say one thing. Are, I just yeah. to say that I understand the other side of the Billy Graham, Mike Pence thing that it does disadvantage women. Uh, oh, I just I want to acknowledge does. that it totally does. My my position is that it is a trade off, and that the difficult thing is to find the balance. So I don't want to I don't want to lambast Mike Pence. I also don't want to lamb I don't want to lambast anyone who has rules. Don't you think that kind of that rule sort of it creates a toxic subconscious that that I am unable to. And this isn't on the topic, but like. I'm unable to be in control, potentially, if I'm in a room alone with a girl, something bad could happen. Sure. Like, yeah, I, I think, I, or do they think they're going to I am that much of an animal that I don't have the cognitive ability to keep my hands off this girl. Or if she comes at me, I can't defend myself and say no. Like, I am just incapable or incompetent. That's interesting, but also consider this. Uh, what if he is worried about having a, a closed-door meeting with a woman. The woman later claims that he did something there's to her. There's that, yeah. And there's no witnesses. And I that's mean, real. That's real. He's that the happened. vice president of the United States. I'm not saying I don't follow this rule. As I said, I try not to do anything that would keep women in my orbit from having access to anything or succeeding. I'm just saying we do trade something when we go to no restrictions. And so I'm learning firsthand through the social media stuff that I need to have restrictions on myself. But you're and placing it, helps. it on yourself. You're not. I am. You're not being censored. Mike Pence yeah. is not telling everyone else they need to have that rule, though, either. Right. So we shouldn't criticize him for that. Sure. Sure. So the story is this: I have anxiety, and um, I got. Uh, I had some family stuff with uh, my my family of origin, go down, and I had a really rough year and a half. And then this summer, I was like, I'm gonna take a month off of work. I'm very fortunate. I have a kind of job where I can do that. I work for myself. I took jobs I needed to take, but I, I took some time. I read a lot, um, hung out with my wife. And on day one of that, I spent three hours litigating a Facebook argument. <laughs> and I was like, this is not going to work. Uh, if this is what I do with my, you know, with sabbatical or whatever, I'm just going to waste it on social media. So I had to stop. But then within like three days, I was like, I can't believe this. This is amazing. This is the best I have felt in years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what got me to do it. And then um, I went on to break it down in the middle of this. And I was like, I've been off for six weeks. It's the healthiest six weeks of my life. Then I went back to work and I went back to social media and I was like, <laughs> I have to, I have to get off. So then I, now I've been off for good since August. Right. Um, I tasted that cause I had to. And now I, don't think I could go back to I'm it. Curious, I'm curious if anyone in here has made a social media rule for themselves. Anybody? Anyone? You animals. That's not that H many. How often have you 
broke that rule? Is it like something you just come back to every week? Like, oh, screwed up this week. I'm going to try again next week. I, I, I cer- yeah, I, I certainly like break the, it. I mean, a, I do. Who enforces the rules, though? Do you have you tell your wife and she goes, well, so Dan, I, <laughs> uh, you're on Twitter again. No, it's self-enforcement uh, oh, in this okay. case. But um, I'm not perfect about it. Uh, but uh, let me give you one other thing you can do that you don't have to get off social media. But you can turn off, if you have an iPhone and probably an Android, you can turn off your notifications. Oh, I've done that, yeah. My phone right. buzzes when someone calls me or I have a calendar reminder that I have to do something. Right. And that's all. Right. So I have to look and see yeah. if I have text messages, check and see if I have emails, check and see if I have a Facebook you know, message. You know what's funny is, like, I've noticed this weekend, like, Joey's the pastor saying, we shouldn't have churches. And we're, like, podcasters. You shouldn't use your phone. You shouldn't be. <laughs> don't use technology. Like, are we don't trying to put to ourselves podcasts. out of business here? Is this yeah. the goal? Don't tithe, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Don't listen to podcasts. Listen to audiobooks. Terrible instead. use of your time. The guy, the guy who has like six ads on every episode of his podcast going, I don't like <laughs> advertising. <laughs> you know, I, I will say though that, that uh, you know, since the MySpace days, I mean, we were there sort of the uh, genesis of social media, you know, kind of seeing what it's become now. Um, I do wish Facebook had a record label though. That would have been. <laughs> That'd have been pretty sweet. That would have been the uh, the wave to ride. <laughs> yep. But I will say, like, just recently becoming a parent in the last few years. Like the other day, I was chasing my kid around, and he was, you know, he's not even four years old yet, and he goes, "Dad, no phone, no phone, no phone." And I just, I don't know, I just had this moment where I was like, "This sucks." Yeah. This really sucks when my yeah. three-year-old's like yeah. knows what it is, knows the distraction, yep. and is telling me, "I want to chase you and play with you. Put that fucking thing down." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He says said that. He says your inner no, voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I no, know, but I, I mean, and your kids expose that in you because yeah. you don't know, and your wife does too, obviously, if you're married. But um, you don't know how much you're looking at it, and you don't know how much of your attention is just being stolen from the people around you who you love. And I think we're gonna look back and just wish we all threw our phones into the ocean. Like I think we're. Gonna, I think that's gonna probably. Happen. Typical Matt McDonald hyperbole. I love it though. It's not hyperbole because that's a we badass are going move. To wish we had into thrown the it. ocean, rage against the machine, and have someone Instagram it. <laughs> For final, <likes>. final Instagram <laughs> post. I'm out of here. It's like a. That's oh, great. That's, that's great. Well, yeah. so I'm not just shooting from the hip here. I mean, there are, is some science. Right. I would love to hear, like, you probably did your research, right? Like, you were like, why do well, I, the, why am I addicted? The science is always posted on Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah. Which it's like, yeah. just yeah. really, really Twelve ironic. scientific reasons to get <laughs> off Facebook. Oh, I'll click that. I know. I know. Well, the, the reason I decided to turn off notifications was from an Andrew Sullivan article called I Used to Be a Human Being uh, in, in New York yeah. Magazine's long form article, probably a 40 yep. minute read. Mm. Highly recommended. New Yorker? Have, uh, New York Magazine, I think. Will you have uh, uh, show notes for this episode? Uh, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. So we'll put no. the link. Put the link those. in the notes. We don't do that. I mean, no, you, we have a, a no rules podcast, Dan. <laughs> no I don't know if you rules. know this. Well, I could put some show notes in there. Yeah, but sure. But they're, they're, they're doing studies. Um, I, I just took some notes down on a couple of them. So there's a study of 1,800 millennials. Um, they surveyed them of 11 different social media platforms. And anybody who used seven or more had three times the likelihood of anxiety and depression. Um, so that's like, you know, I, I go through my own Facebook, you might consider Facebook Messenger its own 
Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat might be one. I mean, there's Pinterest, right? So right. It's, it's not that hard to get to seven, if you think about it. And then another study of 1,800 adults, 19 to 32, um, they found that some, some types of groups find some solace and some community in social media, but on the whole population, there's a definite correlation between social media use and depression. Hmm. And it makes sense. There's yeah. FOMO. You're constantly comparing everything. Right. I mean, I, I look at my wife when she's scrolling Pinterest, and she likes it because she likes to look at beautiful things. But if I look, she really loves looking at beautiful things. Yeah, she does. That's why she looks at me all day. Um, <laughs> And, why she's uh, looking at her phone when she's with you. That's why she's looking at my phone, <laughs> not me. Oh, yeah. ouch. Oh. And I look at it, and it's oppressive. I just think, right. I cannot fucking deal with my life needing to look like that. How do you handle it? Right. How can you handle that? Like, my house is always messy. My right. car is always messy. I don't have everything together. Right. Um, and it does play a role. I mean... If I, it, it does, and I think if we're honest with ourselves, we, we know what happens. If we, you get, I don't know, do you guys do this? I, I can look at like maybe 10 things on any of these platforms, and then I start, then I'm just going on autopilot. Then you, you're you're, you're just saying, autopilot, yeah. I'm like the autopilot. jackpot eyes in the old Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. No. You're saying, I'm, just, I'm in a different state. I'm you're surfing. So you're, you're saying before you get up in the morning the and you go bro. to the coffee shop, you don't perfectly lay out your watch, your shoes. Your hat. Take a photo take, from directly above. Yeah, and then get be the like, shadows right. Off to the coffee shop today, like you're going camping. Got my hey, field man. notes. Yeah, yeah. My Don't hate on you know, creatives. My hey, real quick mug. though, yeah. show of hands. How many people will refuse to go poop without your phone? Oh, Every totally. single one of you are, are is pooping while touching your phone. We might actually cure disease, I think. Yeah, can, yeah. Because, like, everyone's just going to be immune to all the bacteria. Yeah, yeah. The immune systems are going up. <laughs> so, pretty, so one pretty, thing, pretty well. uh, one of the benefits that I was surprised by, um, I am an extrovert. I have two podcasts, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and I like to share things with the world. My first impulse when I think of something clever or funny or I see something cool is to be like, everyone check it out. I mean, social media was made for me in a certain sense, right. my personality. And when I got off of those platforms, I had to go, okay, if I think of something funny, uh, which of my friends would think this is the most funny? And I'll text it to them. Right. And that has actually led to a deepening of some of my friendships, especially people who don't live in Seattle with now, me. No, we talked about text already. Matt Carter hates it. I don't know if okay. you're paying attention. <laughs> no, yeah. You got you to call your friend and tell him the joke, man. Well, whatever. <laughs> That's the next level. Yeah. You got to get there. But, or if I see, you know, if I see something funny and I, I don't want to take a picture and be on Instagram about it, like, oh, who would think this is funny? I'll send it to them. Right. And, and that's, it's so, it's, it just forces me to do that. Right. And it, it has improved my friendships, honestly. You know, yeah. it's funny because I would, when you were saying that, I was thinking that my wife often goes, like when I'm, when I'm telling her something, she goes, are you composing a tweet? Yeah. Or, are you, or are you talking to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we think in status updates now. It's like how our totally. mind processes and we're verbally processing. Oh, that'd be funny if I said that way. And it's just like, that's just, just a dumb way to live my life. <laughs> my wife doesn't even like think that I'm actually talking to her well, in the room Dan, next Well, Dan, you're talking her. about how people are, are, are there's, a, there's sort of an elevated sense of desire because you're watching other people's lives play out and maybe the highlight, their highlight reels. Oh, right. And They're so curated you have lives. all yeah. this want and envy and desire and it just seems like everyone's having more fun than me right now because I'm taking a dump watching them live their wonderful <laughs> lives. And, uh, 
And, and obviously, that's going to lead you to, um, to be uh, depressed. I mean, that just makes sense. Uh, what do you have to think about? I, I'm, I'm going to change the topic a little bit. Eastern religion generally, or Eastern contemplative practices, generally address this problem of desire, of want, and that being sort of the core cause of human suffering. Yeah, or attachment. Attachment, right. And, and kind of doing away with that attachment, non-attachment being, um, being freed from that. And the Western world doesn't, we haven't really worked like that. Not, not in our religion, not in our spirituality, not in our culture at all. It's all about wanting more progress, growth. Um, what do you think that plays into some of that? Like if, totally. Do you think if, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I recently heard, I can't remember who the political commentator was, but um, it might have been David Brooks, said, people think that the 60s and 70s and the cultural revolutions are what really shaped modern Western culture. He says, it was the 1950s. It was consumerism after World War II. That led to the free love movement and the disillusionment of the 70s and, and crime and all that stuff because it's this entitlement to the, you, the highest good in American life after the 1950s is to own the right stuff and to pursue the right pleasures. Yeah, nuclear family and you get the barbecue and the... Right, yeah. and, and we only were able to do that so quickly and so successfully because our country didn't get bombed to shit during World War II, right. where every other developed country did, and they had, we had a 10-year head start on Japan, on Germany, right? right? And so consumerism is really the defining American trait right. since World War II. It might have been frontierism before that, but yep. now it's consumerism. Mm -hmm. And it is different in Eastern styles of thought. And I just, but you don't even have to appeal to Buddhism. You just have to go, duh. Like, of course, <laughs> consumerism is our thing. That's probably bad. Whatever your thing is for your time and place, right. so you're saying it'd be good to think about it. Because we consume, then we... Just do that on social media. This is consuming. Right. I'm just well, you consuming know, consuming images. You know, what's funny is I was gonna I was gonna say something happened to me. There was like these young hipster kids that moved in across the street from us. You know, and I'm not cool anymore. I got kids. They're running around <laughs> the diapers in the front yard. I get it. Right. Get off uh, my lawn. I got a minivan parked in the in driveway. In the minivan. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I got a good good deal on. So don't worry. <laughs> you um, are such a dad right now. Yeah. Oh, these hipster deal. kids moved in. Okay. So I got this long. I got a good deal on a minivan though. No, it's funny. I got this, yeah, dad jokes, Beyond. Come on. I got this long driveway. It's, it's, the day, it's, you know, it's a couple hours after trash day. I'm out there, and I walk all the way down, and, I, and I'm getting my trash can, and the hipster kid comes out, knocks his can over, and I look over at him, and he looks at me, and he pulls his can up, and then just kind of goes, doesn't wave, doesn't even acknowledge my existence. What if he had social anxiety? And I was just like, <laughs> what is this generation? What is... Like, like, I feel like consumerism, yeah. We've had consumerism for 50 years, but now we won't even, like, hi, right. hello there, right. child across the street. <laughs> I am human. Are you how human? Did, how did you buy a house? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, I pay $5,000 a month to live in East Nashville, so <laughs> I don't have time for you. No, but it feels, it feels like something's changed. Like, you know, all the old people on my street, they've been living there for however long. Super nice, always waving, always coming over, asking how we're doing. It's like this younger generation. It just seems so different. And I, I, I think it's all because of social media, tech addiction, all this other stuff. It's like real people in the real world, it's almost like it's, it's a different life right. than what really matters. Yeah, I'm right sure here. it plays in. I mean, look, social media has benefits. Uh, most people believe that the Arab Spring... 
Um, getting rid of multiple dictators in North Africa would not have happened without sure. social media. That's real. Um, but everything comes at a cost, just like the Billy Graham rule comes at a cost to female careers around Mike Pence, right? Right. Everything comes at a cost. I'm only advocating being realistic about what social media is. I mean, do you guys know that Facebook, Google, and Twitter have been in front of Congress twice in the last year because Congress is worried that their algorithms promote terrorism. They promote the sharing of false propaganda that radicalizes people. I mean, they're in front of Congress. It's not nothing. This is a big part of our lives. Well, I read an article that Facebook's, Facebook's mission this year is to get people to use it less. Well, I, I, yeah, I think they've put some stuff out. Did you out. read that? I, don't, I think it was not more really. I don't believe that at all no. because they have shareholders. Twitter, I guess, put that article out. I don't no. know. It was a hit piece. It was a little interesting. But, uh, no, yeah, but it, it, Zuckerberg was saying the goal is to try to, like, uh, we're going to minimize news articles and stupid videos and, and you know, and we're going to just make people see more of, like, their family and friends' content. Yeah. That's true, And then yes, people feel true. good, and then, okay, now I can go back to my real life. Right. As opposed yeah. to engage with the rage, like... Engage with the rage, baby. We'll see, like we'll see where that goes. Style. I mean, I, I'm, I'm skeptical that that will work because uh, fear and hysteria and anger are so much better click motivators way than empathy and, yeah. you know, That's, nuance. Yeah. Totally. And so, who knows? So hey, I think we're going to do a Q&A, right? Yeah, how much time do we have? Anybody Ten. know? Reva's not there. Matt well, is. we're going to do a Q&A, and they can we just stop us whenever. Uh, <laughs> five, ten, five, oh, yeah, five okay. minutes. If you guys want, I mean, a couple questions, yeah. uh, anything we didn't hit. Yeah. Just shout it. Uh, It's like smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. It's like bad for you, but it in the moment. Yeah, the question is, um, sometimes in social anxiety situations, looking on social media and taking a break from the group actually can be a calming effect. I'm sure that it can be. Um, anything can become a crutch over time. So it could get to a point where you, I mean, I don't know. Maybe for you it will be good. There. Uh, maybe for you it is good, and so I, I just have found, I mean, but it's not like that's the only thing you can do. For instance, there's like an app, like Pocket, where you can save articles for later. You could just, anything, it doesn't have to be, it be about Game of Thrones, whatever. You just, if you want to take a break and use your phone, read an article, or email a friend. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, if you don't feel that that actually raises anxiety for you, then that's fine. Go for it. Anybody else? Well, when we have a house full of people raising their hand, and my wife's one of them, you know where I'm just, going. Oh. I think Priscilla just raised her hand up in here. <laughs> Y'all about to get dealt with. <laughs> That's actually not true. I, Dan, I loved what you said about the research that you did on anxiety and the amount of mediums you have and the anxiety it can cause. And I leaned over and told Joey, um, our, we have a daughter that's kind of in her tween phase, and so she's kind of starting to get involved in some of those things. She has a phone. She texts her friends and that sort of thing. And I think she deals with anxiety. I'm afraid to label it. Um, but I also don't want to shy away from it and not give her tools to help her through it. But I'm just curious what you think with the younger generation, like our kids, moving into that. I'm worried about it. 
but I don't want her to feel like such a weirdo and not have a phone because you literally will be the weirdest kid ever if you don't have a phone and you're not involved on social media. So what's your opinion on that? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, this guy doesn't have any kids. So yeah. I <laughs> I'm unqualified to answer that. And Matt, what do you think about that? You got kids. I do think about that sometimes, uh, but with all that stuff, all I ever think, all I ever hope to do is educate them on the risks and benefits and risks, and just go, this is what it does to your brain, this is what the risks are, here's the, here's the data, and you can do, I can't police you, you know. When you tell your five-year-old Chris, here's the data. Here's the data. Here's the well, data. you know, we, we have, like, limits on, like, Only the five. iPad and, and TV and screen time and stuff, and I do try to expl explain to her, you know, and I'm sure you guys do this too, what it does to your brain if you don't play. Play is good for your brain. No, I, th I think I think that raises good, some good uh, questions, though, because, you know, when we were kids, you know, there was so much curiosity and there was so much boredom. And out of boredom birthed the best experiences I had as a kid. And now you don't have that. There's no boredom, yeah. So, like, we would go outside and we'd build stuff and we'd get lost and we'd be gone for hours. And now, yeah. And, and, well, and now uh, if, you, if you're out without a parent, you get called, you know. You're not. You, there's no free-range kids anymore. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. you should do, Priscilla. I don't know what you yeah, should do. Yeah, we need. To. I would say just, you know, if if you really feel like she'd be ostracized, then don't make her ostracized. But just set time limits and say, hey, think of the five people you need to write to because you got 20 minutes. You can all go to Costa Rica or something. You know. Well, one thing. Sorry, I'm still okay. talking. No, please. Uh, this is a really good one. Well, one thing I was gonna say about that is, like, I guess I could tell her the dangers, but I'm her parent. And so she doesn't always make decisions that are actually good for her. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Seriously, and maybe, and maybe there are some of these younger celebrities who, I mean, I know there have been a lot of texting and driving campaigns from these younger celebs and stuff, and there might be something like that. I don't There's, there's yeah, got to be an app out there that makes your phone just constantly at 5%. <laughs> And then it will just die, and well, then she'll be do. like, what the hell? It's not we working. Do, we do have these things that log how long our kids are on their phones. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. we, what is it called? The Circle by Disney. Joey's better at setting stuff up. But I always feel like I'm, I'm three steps behind with keeping up with what my kids know about. She's always teaching me stuff on my phone, and she's 11. Right. I just feel like a dummy, and I just feel like I need to be better at that. So wow. why don't you know all the answers, Dan? None of us know. That's going to be a struggle for the rest of Yeah, this us. became a, a parenting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I still can't listen to either of my podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, re real quick, uh, we got one more question. But, yeah. Uh, a parenting tip. If you want to warn your kids about, you know, kidnaps and all that stuff, show them Taken at like three years of age. <laughs> One Stranger of our daughters, danger? it took her probably six months to start uh -huh. talking again, but it, it made an impact. <laughs> She's very safe now. All right, James. Question. Yes. Uh, kind of actually picking off of what, piggybacking off what she was asking, how do we navigate when we want to be involved in our, in our culture and the trends of what are, what's happening are forcing us into these situations where if you don't have a phone, you're a weirdo, or if you have kids that, you know, aren't allowed to do X, Y, Z, like everyone as a kid says, like, but all my friends get to do it, for ourselves or for the next generation or whatever, how do we live in the space of like, this thing isn't very good for us, but culture is on a runaway train, and if we don't stay along with it, then we're just not gonna have anything to say, or like, to be able to relate to anybody. Celebrate weirdos, man, be weird. 
Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, binary to me. Um, you know, I know that you're a videographer for a living, and so there's a technical aspect that you need to be aware of for your job. And I think that's, of course, you should. Uh, but, I mean, to say... There, there's certainly a way to reduce use. If, if you don't want to be totally off, if you want to continue to have a smartphone, I mean, I use my smartphone all the time. Um, but read that article. Uh, I used to be a human being, I actually saw one piece. He gives a bunch of examples. One example is um, some people, when they show up to a bar to meet their friends, everyone puts their phones in a pile, and the first one to grab their phone buys around. Oh! And buys the people for reason. Well, that's funny, and that's easy. That's another rule, though, right? It is a rule. I'm, I'm it's, a, it's a fun rule. Yeah. It's hard, and, and you, you have to probably be willing to face a bit of uncertainty. You might miss out on some stuff. Oh, man, you didn't watch the people last week, the Oscars. Like, you have to be okay with missing out on that. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you guys for being a part yeah, of thanks. our first live podcast. Woo. You guys are great. We're going to take a little break. Uh, so go stretch your legs. Be back here at 4.15. That is in 13 minutes, so don't go far.